If you want to transform your body, mind, and spirit, then you are right where you need to be. Welcome to the podcast, the official podcast of Pullman Fitness, hosted by your coach, Adam Pullman. Welcome to this episode of the podcast, uh, part of Pullman Fitness. It's your host and head coach at Pullman Fitness, Adam Pullman. Uh, listen, this is the show where all of your health, fitness, and nutrition questions are answered. So if you're new here or you've been here before, this is how it works. Every single Sunday, I'm going to post uh, a question box in my story that says, ask me anything on Instagram. Uh, and that is your green light to submit as many health, fitness, and nutrition questions as you would like. And I will answer them both there on the story and here on the show. I think last time, this last week, someone took advantage and asked like four questions, which I absolutely love uh, because, like I said, it's your green light. Go nuts. Ask as many questions as you uh, would like. So here's what we're going to be talking about today. The first thing we're going to be discussing is, or I guess the only thing today because this might take a little bit, um, is discussing how to lower body fat percentage. So what does body fat percentage even mean? What does that look like? And what can we do tangibly? Like what can we do in our day-to-day to lower that? Because it is important to pay attention to. We don't just want to look at weight. We want to look at body composition. So we're going to be talking a lot more about what it looks like to lower your body fat percentage here uh, today. All right. So again, you can submit questions on Instagram just like this one on my story. My handle is Adam Pullman underscore PT. Now, if you uh, haven't yet, make sure you go ahead and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Uh, I'm not sure how new the Spotify feature is, but um, if you just go to the main page of the show and you hit the three dots at the top there, there'll be an option to follow and rate the show and I think share it as well. Um, It looks like two people have left one. Uh, since that was a feature. So that's good. So uh, make sure you go ahead and do that if you have not done that yet. That's going to help more people hear about the show and hopefully uh, help people transform uh, their body, mind, and spirit. And you can absolutely be uh, a part of that. So go ahead and leave a rating and review if you have not done that yet. Now, if you want more valuable free content, uh, such as Uh, video trainings, classes, guides on how to uh, lose body fat, build muscle, improve your health, improve your diet uh, in in an easily digestible way, make sure you go ahead and go to pullmanfitness.com slash free. You can download tons of free trainings there. Um, However, there are a few that aren't available on that site. For example, I did a, a video training on fat loss, like a great overview on fat loss, what you can tangibly do in your day to day to make sure you lose body fat. So if you want to go ahead and have access, if you want to have access to that uh, freebie and you want to go ahead and watch that, make sure you go ahead and go to Instagram and shoot me a message with fat loss and I will send you that free training. So go ahead again, shoot me a DM with fat loss, the words fat loss, and I will send you uh, that free training. All right, without further ado, let's go ahead and get into today's topic or I guess question. Today's question from Instagram is submitted by Joanne Fuji. And the question is how to lower body fat percentage. I've already lost 30 pounds and at ideal weight, but fat high at 29%. Okay, got it. So this individual, Joanne here, um, has lost a significant amount of weight, 30 pounds. That's impressive. First of all, Joanne, congratulations. It takes um, a lot of consistency and dedication and hard work 
to make that happen. And in today's world where we want to shy away from encouraging people to lose weight and we don't want to congratulate people that have lost weight, I'm gonna say screw that and say congratulations. Fantastic, good for you, um, really proud of you, great work. Now the question is, what do we do to enhance these results or I should say um, even go further because uh, what you've discovered here is that you are still at 29% body fat, which is is high, is, is high for sure. So we wanna figure out how to lower that. but. Let's first discuss like why 29% is, is high. So when we look at, um, at people in research, when we look at different populations uh, and we, we see body fat percentages, we do have some consistencies in the sense that the, the higher the body fat percentage is, generally speaking, the more unhealthy the individual is and the more at risk they are for, uh, for things to happen to their health, essentially, to, to make it a blanket statement or a general statement. So we always wanna make sure that we are uh, lean and we are muscular. Uh, muscle is very protective um, from, from uh, potential health concerns, um, especially diabetes. And so we wanna make sure that we not only have muscle and a lot of it, but we are also uh, extremely lean, or I shouldn't say extremely, but much leaner than our population is right now, all right? So generally for men, if we can be in an eight to 15% body fat range, that would be fantastic. Women, 14 to 24%. That would be considered quote unquote athletic, okay? Now average for men would be 15 to 21%. For women, that would be 24 to 33%. Um, but in my opinion, that's not, that's not ideal. Ideal would be eight to 15% for men, 14 to 24% uh, for, for women. Okay, uh, so that's where we want to be, ideally. So, you know, this individual is not too far off at 29%. We gotta go down a few more percentage points. Uh, so that's good, right? We're close, uh, but we're still not quite where we where we want to be or where I would say in terms of health and overall quality of life uh, go, uh, goes. We're not quite where we should be, okay? So um, how do we get that down, right? So body fat percentage is exactly what it says, right? It is a percentage of our a uh, uh, body that is fat, right? A percentage of our weight that is fat, right? <clears throat> so if we weighed 100 pounds and we had 30 pounds of fat mass, we would have 30% body fat because 30% of our body is fat mass, right? So that's where body fat percentage comes from. Now let's consider this example again, right? Let's say, again, you have 30 pounds of fat mass, but you weigh 100 pounds. If you now have 25% fat mass, but you still weigh 100 pounds, your body fat percentage is going to go down. If you still have 30 pounds of fat mass, but you gain five pounds of lean body mass, five pounds of muscle, your body fat percentage is going to go down because now a higher percentage of your body is lean body mass and a lower percentage of your body is fat mass. So in other words, we can change body fat percentage by either losing fat mass increasing lean body mass or both. So we can focus on strictly fat loss. We can focus on strictly building muscle or in an ideal scenario, we do both. So that's how we get that down. Now, <clears throat> the question that uh, Joanne had here and that a lot of others uh, have is, I've already lost weight, right? So how do I lower this further? Okay, if you're at 29%, I would definitely recommend that you continue to focus on just strictly losing body fat. I would not try to focus on building muscle right now because building muscle, you're likely gonna gain a little bit of body fat with that, which is normally okay, but right now we're, our body fat percentage is still too high, so we just wanna focus on bringing that uh, down. That's what we wanna focus on. 
Now the question real quick may be, okay, well, when can I focus on building muscle to, you know, change my body composition? It obviously is totally uh, personal. That's a part of it whenever you want to really. But when it comes to, when it strictly comes to uh, uh, just the numbers, what I would recommend is uh, if you are uh, a man and you are at 15% body fat or higher, I would still continue to focus on uh, strictly losing body fat. If you're a woman and you're at 25% body fat or higher, I would continue to strictly focus um, on losing body fat. Okay. So strictly speaking in terms of numbers, not just what you feel like doing or what you want to do aesthetically speaking, that's what I would focus on uh, if you're at those percentages is, is fat loss. Okay. So we got to get down to at least 25% uh, here and we can then um, reevaluate. So what do we need to do next to make sure that continues to go down? Now, I'm not sure what this individual has been doing up to this point, but if if this was someone, someone coming to me uh, asking to be coached on getting their body fat percentage down by losing body fat, this is what I would focus on, okay? Um, I would, well, let's take a step back. What needs to happen in order for body fat to be lost? We need to be uh, in an energy deficit. We have to be burning more calories than we are consuming. That's That has to happen. You can't have energy coming in more than there is coming out and expect to lose energy, right? So it's the law of thermodynamics. You have to have more energy going out than you do have uh, coming in. So we have to be burning more calories than we are uh, consuming. So we need to be in a deficit. That has to happen. Without um, that, it doesn't matter how much we're moving. It doesn't matter how, you know, what we're eating as far as veggies and protein and whatnot. If that's not there, we are not going to lose body fat, Okay. So we need to have that in place. Now, the question is, what kind of a deficit should we go in? Well, glad you asked, individual that has no control of what you're asking, and it's just me because I'm the one speaking. Um, it really depends on where we where we are body fat percentage-wise. The more body fat that we carry, the higher our body fat percentage is, the more we can lose without risk of muscle loss. Therefore, the bigger our deficit can be. The leaner we are, the less we can lose uh, without risk of, of muscle loss. Uh, therefore, the lower our deficit should be. We want to think of our deficit as a percentage um, of our total daily energy expenditure, right? So, let's say, for example, um, that you know, well, well, let's use this one. We're at twenty-nine percent body fat. Generally speaking, what we see in the research, as far as populations that are um, observed when it comes to losing this much, losing body fat at this percentage, they're changed to performance, they're changed to muscle mass. We can be in a twenty to thirty-five percent deficit. And ideally expect to not lose any sort of muscle, potentially even build some depending on uh, the training program you're following, your protein intake, uh, and how close to your genetic potential you are, how well trained you are. So 20 to 35, 20 to 35%, excuse me, is the deficit that we could go in. Now, how do you pick 20, 21%, 25%, 30%? What do you do? Um, it's entirely up to you, obviously. You could even go into a lower deficit, like a 10% deficit. You could go into a higher deficit. You just have to remember that the lower you go, the lower your rate of fat loss is going to be. And the higher you go, the higher your rate of fat loss is going to be, but you might lose a little bit more muscle. In my opinion, again, if I was coaching somebody, we would want to lose the most amount of body fat that we can in the shortest amount of time possible without losing muscle. Because the sooner it's over with, the sooner we can go back to a maintenance. We don't have to deal with being in a deficit anymore. I'm not a fan of this whole like, oh, let's lose body fat really, really, really slow and spend six months, let's spend a year doing it. That's ridiculous, okay? A lot of research shows that that uh, there is no difference between losing it really fast and losing it really slow in terms of how much muscle you have um, and in terms of uh, keeping the weight off. 
it's mostly due to lifestyle change, whether you lose it fast or slow. So this whole thing where it's like, oh, don't lose it too fast because you're guaranteed to put it back on, that's not really true, all right? So I wanna lose as much, as much body fat as we can without losing muscle in the shortest amount of time possible. So I would go towards the you know 30% range uh, if we could. But you also have to consider what you're willing to tolerate. Not just what's ideal on paper, but what you're willing to tolerate. If you are expecting to lose the amount of body fat that you would lose at a 35% deficit, but you're only willing to do what it takes to be at a 20% deficit, that needs to be addressed because your expectations are not going to be met and you're going to be frustrated. So I encourage people not just to consider what they, what they, what they should do based on what's best and, uh, you know, as far as keeping muscle, the optimal, quote unquote, optimal deficit, but what also they're willing to do, what you're willing to tolerate. Okay. So, um, that's the, the deficit range that you can think of. So let's say, for example, let's just make the math really easy. Uh, let's just say that you are going to, um, your, your total daily energy expenditure is, for the sake of the conversation, let's just say it's 2,000 calories. So in your BMR, your movement, uh, your exercise, all that good stuff over the course of the day, you are burning 2,000 calories in the day. Okay, let's say you wanna do a 30% deficit. That means you would just multiply that by 0.7, right? So we have 2,000 times 0.7. We've got 1,400 calories a day. That would be your 30% deficit, okay? Another way you could get that is by doing, you know, your 2,000 calories. That's how much you're burning throughout the day. Um, you could do that times 0.3 for your 30%, 600, 2,000 minus 600, 1,400, okay? That's what I would recommend there. Now, the question is implementation. That's what really matters the most. How do we implement this? Well, the first thing that needs to happen is that we have to be tracking our food. Because body composition has everything to do with the energy that is coming in versus the energy that is going out, we have to be tracking that energy. We are working way too hard and we are making way too many changes to not get the results that we want. So we might as well make sure that we have an accurate idea of what's truly going on. And we do that by tracking food. Now, what does that entail? Because people are like, oh yeah, I track my food. I wrote down what I ate on a piece of paper. Or... Yeah, I, I know I had, uh, you know, about a tablespoon of peanut butter. No, no, no. Tracking food means we are weighing everything with a food scale. As we can, we're weighing as much as we can. Of course, if we're out to eat, we're going to a friend's house. We're not trying to do that, right? But when we're in control of our food, we're weighing everything because that's going to give us the most accurate idea of the calories that we are consuming throughout the day. And that's going to give us the most accurate idea of how our body is responding to what we're doing. And it's also going to help us change things if we need to. Ideally, we don't. Ideally, we just plug and play. We don't need to change the process down the road because it's working so well. But if it's not working, we can go back to our tracking, whether it's our food or our steps, and look at what we need to change to create the results that we want. If you're just trying to eat more salads or if you're just trying to walk more, but you have no idea how many calories you're consuming, you've really got nothing to work with. You can just take a general stab in the dark on eating fewer calories by just eating less food and then just trying to move more, but you still don't have a good grip on exactly what's going on. So this is why we need to track. So we're weighing everything and we are also making sure that in our app, whatever tracking you know app we're using, whether it's my fitness pal, my net diet, diary, chronometer, we're making sure that the food label on the food is actually lining up with the, the entry in the database in the app that we're using, especially if we're using my fitness pal because it's crowdsourced. It's like the Wikipedia of food tracking. You have all these different entries from all these different individuals, 
uh, and a lot of them are completely inaccurate. So we always want to make sure before we track it, does this entry in, in MyFitnessPal or whatever app it is actually match the food that I'm consuming? That's what we're doing as well. And we're keeping track of that over time, trying to make sure that we're consuming our 1,400 calories a day on average. If we're talking about this scenario where we're burning 2,000 calories a day, <clears throat> we're at a 30% deficit to lose that body fat without losing muscle, and uh, we're trying to bring that body fat percentage down. That's what we're doing, right? With that 1,400 calorie target. So we're tracking our food. When we're tracking our food, we're focusing on two different things, in my opinion. Uh, protein and fiber. There's really no need to excessively focus on carbohydrates. Fat, generally, just make sure I would recommend it doesn't go below 25% of your intake over the course of the day. I would love you know, for it to be at 30 to 40% uh, at least of your intake over the course of the day just because it's so important for hormonal health and brain function and um, vitamin absorption uh, because we have some, some vitamins that are only fat-soluble, right? We want to make sure that we're getting <clears throat> a certain amount of fat in each day. Just make sure it doesn't go below, like 20, go below 25%. I would say 30 just to be safe. Um, but aside from that, I rarely ever have people focus on a specific carbohydrate goal. You're going to get carbs in no matter what. And for strength trainees, it doesn't really matter that much. People want to make this huge fuss about carbohydrate. For someone who's playing soccer, running track and field, doing two, three workout sessions or training sessions a day, yeah, that matters. But for someone who's just trying to walk more and get a strength training session in each day, doesn't really matter much. You're going to get carbs in anyway. They're pretty much in everything, okay? Most of us don't have any trouble getting carbs in, so I don't really have them focus on that. But protein and fiber. Fiber, 14 grams per 1,000 calories consumed through whole foods. Then protein, 1.1 1.1 to 1.4 grams of protein per pound of fat-free mass, which you would understand or get from a body composition test, which you should take if you are trying to improve your body composition. You are getting body composition tests on the reg, okay? Once a month, at least, you're getting those body composition tests. You could do twice a month. I think anything more than that is a little excessive, but it's not going to hurt anything. Um, once a month would be great. That's usually what I have most of my clients do is get a body composition test once a month. So we're looking at protein, we're looking at fiber, and we're looking at calories. Don't really need to focus on numbers beyond that. Now, in terms of diet, we're pursuing whole natural foods. At least 80% of the calories that we're consuming are whole natural foods. So let's say we're trying to hit that 1,400 calorie target, right? Uh, if we take those 1,400 calories, excuse me, um, times 0.9, that means 1,260 of those calories are coming from whole foods. The rest can be whatever you want. Can you lose body fat and build muscle having a, a, a crap diet? Absolutely. Eating nothing but ho-hos and Twinkies? For sure. But it's going to be way harder. Way harder. Your energy is not going to be as good. You're going to be hungry all the time. And that's going to be miserable. And you're going to, you're going to need to focus on continual willpower, which you only have so much of, to make sure that you hit your, your calorie targets and don't go over. Versus having an easy breezy time, or I should say an easier time, staying in your deficit, feeling satisfied, feeling full, and being able to continue with very minimal willpower because again, you only have so much of it. So focusing on whole natural foods over highly processed, hyperpalatable um, foods. Now, in terms of activity, we're focusing on a step goal. There isn't a magic number like 8,000 steps, 10,000 steps, 12,000 steps. We're just trying to sit less. Okay. Now, when you calculate how many calories you want to be consuming or how to be in that deficit, or uh, excuse me, what size the deficit you should be in, the actual number of calories that you're consuming is going to change depending on your activity. So you, you want to factor in the activity you are or are not going to get in order to get that calorie number. If you have no intention of increasing your daily activity by getting more steps in, you do not want to put on that calorie calculator that you are going to be active. And that's okay. 
if you're going to be sedentary, keep it sedentary so your numbers are accurate. You're going to have to consume fewer calories, no doubt, but that's fine. You're still in a deficit. I would encourage you from a health perspective, mental health perspective, definitely, um, <clears throat> and just having a higher quality of life to actually get more activity in. But point is, just make sure you don't misrepresent what you're going to do when you punch those numbers in the calorie calculator. If you plan on getting 10,000 steps in a day, plan for that. Put that in the calculator and actually get it done. 12,000, great, do that. Again, the goal is just to become less sedentary. I would pick a goal that is realistic yet very challenging, right? You know that you're going to need to change some things to get it done, but you know that if you do, like it's not going to, you know, cause you to bend over backwards to get it done and you're, you're confident that you can do it. It's going to be a little bit of a challenge to change some things, but you can do it. That's the kind of step goal that we're trying to shoot for. And you're just going to wear a wearable, Fitbit, Apple Watch, whatever it is, not your phone because you usually don't have your phone in your pocket at all times. Um, but you want to have something on you that's going to be tracking your activity, tracking your steps. That's the next thing. Strength training sessions from there, when it comes to body composition, like it's great for your muscle for sure. Um, <clears throat> but right now body fat loss is a pri priority. So we can't prioritize muscle building or we should, in my opinion, we should be focusing on getting stronger, which we always should, and just maintaining the muscle that we do have. So increasing your training sessions throughout the week is great if you want to, but not necessary. I would say at minimum, we're getting two strength training sessions in a week, ideally three to four. And we want to make sure we're training those muscle groups two to four times a week to make sure they're getting enough simulation over the course of the week. There's a long period of time without them being stimulated or challenged. So we're preserving the muscle that we do have up to this point. We're not losing any as we lose body fat. Then what we do is we get a body composition test, right? How is our lean body mass changing? How is our body fat percentage changing? How is our fat mass changing? Is it going in the direction that we want it to? Yes, fantastic. We don't need to change anything. If we get that second test done and we see that things have stayed the same, what does that mean? We know that one, we're not tracking our food accurately. Two, maybe we're not tracking our activity accurately. Three, we're not, we, we didn't properly assess our, our deficit from Jump Street. Those are the three reasons. Those are the three reasons right? People always want to say, oh, it's, it's hormones. Oh, it's this, oh, it's that. Those things definitely contribute, but the biggest contributing factors without a doubt are um, your, your activity, your lifestyle, and your diet. Okay. My free testosterone is in the trash. It is single digits. It is, it is so freaking low. I was still able to build eight pounds of, of lean body mass over the course of six months. And I've been training for, for a long freaking time simply because I was consistent with the basic stuff that's not sexy that nobody talks about enough, which was making sure I'm meeting my calorie goals, getting enough protein in, and making sure I'm not missing many lifting sessions. Like, that's it. I've worked with so many clients whose hormone profiles could be a lot better, and they crush it. They outperform other people that have great hormone profiles simply because they know that their diet and their lifestyle plays the, the, the biggest role, and they know that those things are in their control, so they put all of their effort and energy and mental focus into those things that are in their control. So if you're not seeing the results that you want, or at the very least, they aren't moving in that direction, it's because you're not tracking your food properly. You think you're eating a certain amount, but you're truly not. This is the most common by far. The second thing is uh, you are not expending as many calories as you thought. Uh, the third thing is you probably just miscalculated your deficit from Jump Street. But the most common by far and away is miscalculation of uh of calories. You are not tracking your food accurately. You might think you are, but you're not. Guaranteed. Well, not guaranteed, but I'm very confident. I would place a lot of money on that being the issue. 
Okay. So that's what we can do to lower our body fat percentage. Again, circling back, it all goes back to decreasing fat mass, increasing lean body mass, or doing both. That's how that goes down. Now, again, for men, we're trying to be in that eight to 15% body fat range. Okay. We're maintaining that on a regular basis. Women, 14 to 24%, 14 is a little lower, but maybe, you know, 17 to 24%, we're maintaining that on a year round basis. That's where we would, that's where we'd want to be. Okay. Anything below that is like contest prep stuff, which is unnecessary unless you're actually going to be in some sort of competition. But this is another one of those things. And I think I talked about this in the last episode where, you know, we think about those body fat percentages and we think that they're, they're crazy. Like, oh, that's so lean. There's no way I could ever get there. And it's because we're so, we, we are so desensitized to obesity, frankly. And we see people who we would say are, are lean and healthy. They're actually overweight. You look at their body fat percentage, they're under muscled and they have too much body fat. But we're just so used to seeing, unfortunately, people who are on the extreme end of that every single day that we don't think much of it if it's, if it's a little bit less. Our standards, are, are, uh, 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 our understanding of what's normal has just changed so, so, so much. So 8 to 15% for men, 14 to 24% for women, generally speaking, is where we kind of want to hover year-round and maintain, which is certainly realistic. Absolutely. So hopefully this helps. If you have a question about health, fitness, changing your body composition, go ahead and submit it to uh, the Q&A on Sundays. Again, my Instagram handle is Pullman underscore PT. All right. Now, if you know someone that needs to hear this, spread the love, share this episode with them. Uh, go ahead and share it on your story, send it to them over text, whatever it might be. Otherwise, share it with your friends and family. Let them know this is where they can get all of their health, fitness, and nutrition questions answered. If you're still here, listen up. Here's the thing. You have access to all the health and fitness information in the world, yet you may still find yourself feeling absolutely fed up with the way that you look, feel, and move. That's because it's not an information issue, but rather an implementation issue. What I do at Pullman Fitness is walk with you one-on-one through custom training and nutrition solutions so you can finally quit the guesswork, transform your body, and live life to the full. So if you're sick and tired of how you're looking, feeling, or moving, go ahead and message me on Instagram with the word call, that's C-A-L-L, call, and we'll see how I can best help you. And hey, if you enjoy the show, share the love by leaving a five-star rating and review and introducing the podcast to your friends and family. As always, thank you for listening. And until next time, this is the podcast.